Welcome back, everyone, to Smash This Podcast. Well, hot damn, it's been a minute. Oh, I tell you, J-Bone was, uh, well, still is. I'm not 100% by any means. But I'm certainly better than I was a couple weeks ago. Um Oof. January was rough for the bone man. Um, we're, we're trying to get back into the swing of things. Um, I'm very excited about later tonight. Not that I want to, you know, poo poo on my own show, but we're very excited. If you follow me over on total nonstop impact, for the live reaction and reviews that we do for impact wrestling on Thursdays, today's Thursday, today's Thursday. <laughs> Need more coffee folks. Bear with me. We're going to have a special guest on tonight, which reminds me, I got to connect with him later, make sure he's got all the stuff. So he'll be ready for tonight. We're going to have Sam Beal on. Very excited about that. We're going to connect with him for a while. Before we dive into the review later tonight. So he'll be in the first part of the review show following Impact Wrestling. So make sure you guys tune in for that. Like I said, we're very excited about that. He even was on the uh, TNI UK show yesterday for a bit. The pimp of permification or whatever, you know, it's, it's all about the permification. So, uh, <laughs> it should be a lot of fun. Make sure you stop by tonight. Before we dive into the news and uh, this review of last night's AEW Dynamite on TBS, make sure you smash that like button, smash that sub button. Ring that bell for notifications. If you want to help support the show, get, get yourself some new merch. There are new items that I think some of you might be interested in. That link is in the description, folks. The reason why, one of the reasons why I changed merch shops a while back is because the, the wrestling fan, Mark, whatever you want to call, in me was excited to see not, not, not all merchandise store, shops, whatever you want to call them, provide such items like this. Ladies and gentlemen, they were out of stock for a while, but they have a new distributor with some new merch supplying this ready for this I'm very excited about this ladies and gentlemen we've got with the we've got fanny packs back in the merch shop <laughs> along with several other new items so if uh if you're a wrestling fan and you like collecting fanny packs or just using fanny packs because you know that's like a thing um we finally have those back and they are also in the total non-stop impact spreadshirt shop as well so if you have that link whatever it's it's all love no matter where you want to get it from um there you go several different logos you can get you know customized place on there make them big make them small whatever you want to do with them so so there you go there's also some great um uh and i don't know if this is like a thing thank you for the super sticker brian much love man <laughs> That is, what? I think Brian needs some coffee too. He says, that is holy daddy. <laughs> Hide my pizzles. What? 
<laughs> so goofy. Good morning, Anna. Good morning. Uh, so, yeah, they finally have them back. They finally have them back. I'm excited. Thank you, Anna. Much love for the super sticker. Much love. Appreciate it. That <laughs> you meant to type awesome. So the way you meant to say that is awesome, Daddy. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly. So, okay. So I don't know if this is a thing. Um, some people like to buy particular types of merch when they're wearing it. Some don't care. They just get the cheapest Hanes t-shirt, get their favorite logo stuck on it, whatever it was. Um, uh, a good afternoon. And, um, hey, Courtney, what's up? So, There's new merch in there with, uh, they're organic. So I don't know if that's a thing. I guess it is a thing, depending on like, you know, what kind of merch you like to buy, wear, support, whatever. It's saying, I don't know if that's like a vegan thing. I don't know. I'm not going to judge it. I'm whatever. <laughs> There's, but there is new organic uh, hoodies and, and tees in both shops so there you go oh okay Courtney well have a lovely dentist appointment all right so let's um let's talk some news and I wanted to cover this yesterday I just wasn't up for it like I said I'm not I'm not a hundred percent I'm I want. I wanted to do this last night. Just didn't have the energy for it because um, it, I don't. I don't know what the hell I had. I, you know, I'm not gonna like waste the time and and go get tested. I just hunkered down and you know grabbed a bunch of cold medicine and um, I'm about. Uh, I'll say I'm about ninety percent better. So, uh, but you can probably tell I'm not a hundred percent. So so last. <laughs> Yesterday was a yesterday morning, so it's a, I I don't cover WWE stuff that much. We all know that, but when there's big news, I'll talk about it. You know, I'll give it a minute. And never, <laughs> like this is 2022, and 2022 is already pretty rad for wrestling fans because there's all sorts of weird stuff happening. You know magical doors opening up different people showing up free agencies running wild brother you know all this stuff uh, apparently someone else who is now on the free agency market uh is shane mcmahon shane mcmahon was quietly let go on monday or tuesday or whatever it was um following the Royal Rumble because of complications with a bunny or something. I don't know. It's, I didn't look at all the details. I don't really care. I just think this, the headline itself is very telling. Like, wow, really? He fired his own kid? Unbelievable. Out of all the, all the you know, free agents out there, you wouldn't think Shane McMahon's one of them. Now, am I going to entertain this like some other people are doing on the internet? Like, ooh, oh, is he is he going to show up in, in the impact zone? Is, is Shane McMahon going to partner up with Tony Khan, the big TK? Is he going to show up in New Japan? No, I'm not going to entertain any of that. I'm not. It's, uh, I mean, could it happen? I guess you should say, you never say never, but am I going to overthink this and fantasy book something? No, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> but I know there's plenty of other fans out there that will. So, you know, talk amongst yourselves. You know, if you want to see him show up someplace, fantasy book, I put in the comments. I don't care. Uh, 
I'll uh, I'll just you know point and giggle. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, it's like whatever. It's 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 big news. It's funny. Um, it just shows how chaotic and nonsensical things are going on behind the scenes in the biggest company in the world right now. It's just wild. Just wild. Um, someone else that's in the um, <laughs> no speculation station, Anna said. No, I'm not going to speculate anything. No, because like I look at it like this. If he wants to come back, he'll come back. He'll talk to his dad and be like, uh, you know, so that's one of those unique things. It's kind of like if Triple H decides to come back and wrestle, you know, they'll do something behind the scenes and he's still employed there. They could squash plants. Yeah. So it's whatever. It's, it's one of those unique things. Um, I saw that juice I don't know how much this is getting covered. I haven't seen too many people talk about this, so I'll cover it. Um, one person that's been very popular, uh, at least in, in my you know surrounding crew, and we've we've put them over plenty. We love them. I love them. Mr. Juice Robinson. Now, formerly, so supposedly formerly of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Apparently he's a free agent. Um, and there was some other stuff in the news yesterday about Chase Owens, who's also in the, the biz quiz, the bullet club. Apparently he resigned for a long time. And I mean, long time. He got like a new five-year contract. It's like, Oh my goodness. But I, you know, it, Hey, it's a, you know what that is? Two words, job security. Don't knock it. Um, if they're happy with what he's doing, if he's happy being there and what he's getting paid or whatever, God bless him, you know. But I think he's been mostly in Japan. I don't think he's been in the States much. That's not to say I couldn't couldn't change. But um, but but back to Juice. Um, I'm pretty excited for Juice. Now I know I noticed that New Japan just started advertising a show for Chicago at the Odeum. Now, it's unique because the Odeum is where I saw um, Bound for Glory, and Trent was there. That's actually the first time I met Trent. It's actually the first time I met Bill, too. And this is prior to when Bill became part of the show. Um, but uh, unique place, unique place, a smaller style auditorium arena, whatever you want to call it. But apparently they're closing their doors in May. So the New Japan show in April is going to be one of the last shows there ever. Uh, part of me really wants to go, but part of me, just because of how everything is going on still, numbers are just insane. Um, I'm like, eh, yeah, I might have to pass. But we'll see how things are in a few months. I, I imagine it's going to sell out quick, though, because that's pretty hot market for uh, wrestling, and especially if New Japan's never been there before. People are going to jump on it. Juice is advertised for that show. Now, uh, I don't, you know, this is wrestling. I don't want to overthink this. I'm sure he'll be a part of it one way or another. They, they always say card subject to change. So. Um, but I would love to see him be, um, oh, too long impact says I'm going J bone. Awesome, man. Awesome. Hey, take me with you. Uh, <laughs> um, they, they, uh, they advertised, uh, a bunch of, uh, like OG, New Japan people like Togo, who's been in the U.S., um, Will Ospreay. I'm sure Bullet Club's going to be a part of it. 
think I saw Chris Bates going to be a part of it. I'm not sure. Um, when did Bill join the show? It was actually shortly after that Bound for Glory is when we started like inviting him in, and then he just kind of became part of the show. Um, it was about two years ago. It was about two years ago. Um, probably coming up on the, the anniversary of, of it about two years ago. So, um, but yeah, the, the, the show has evolved. People have come, people have gone. Um, and, and Bill has become a wonderful part of our show. He really has. Um, he, he brings a very unique perspective to the audience because he goes to so many different shows and he's there so he could bring that point of view as well, which we uh, think is pretty, pretty cool. So, but um, yeah, that's about it on the news front. I, um, I mean, I saw some other stuff out there, but it's not coming to the tip of my tongue right now. Um, but yeah, if you want to see Juice Robinson become part of the impact roster, Throw that in the throw that in the comments. Let me know what you think. Do you like them? Are you do you not dig them? What do you think? Thanks for the bits, punk. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Much love, brother. Um, he's uh his yeah his charisma is really on another level. It really is. Uh, love me some juice and he's great on the mic. He can do so much stuff. Um, Oh, Anna here says I met him in uh, New York city bound for glory 2018. Oh, interesting. Four years ago. Oh, cool. It's a while back. Um, So, yeah, I can't think of nothing else I was going to really discuss as far as news. Let's dive into last night's AEW, shall we? Season four. Season four. Hard to believe, right? Episode five. Now, this is really interesting right here. See, I, I ate dinner last night. And then I uh, I took about a two-hour nap because I guess I'm just getting old now. And well, I haven't been 100%, so that's part of my body just healing too, I guess. But I ate myself a big-ass dinner, took a, took a big old foodie nap. <laughs> and, um, oh boy, the kitties are crying. Took a nap, woke up, and I was like, crap, I need to uh, turn on my AEW Dynamite. So I grabbed my notebook, I turned it on, and I see Mox come out. And at this point, the only thing I've heard is that he's facing Brian Kendrick. And right before I had dinner, I started to like see a couple controversial things pop up here and there. Didn't really see a lot of details. I saw a clip or two. And I was like, well, that's interesting. I wonder if that's going to affect tonight's show. But I really didn't think about it. I turned on the show. I started. I started it like a you know, half hour, 45 minutes late. So, you know, no spoilers to myself. I left my phone alone, turned it on, playing it. And out come, well, they play the Orange Cassidy best friends music. You know. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Is he, is Brian Kendrick joining the the best friends? And out comes Orange Cassidy, and out comes Danhausen, <laughs> and out comes Wheeler Yuta. And I, you know, on, on the lower third, it says, you know, Yuta. And I'm like, well, that's not Brian Kendrick. Well, like I said, card subject to change. So. <laughs> So Wheeler Yuta comes out, and uh, there's absolutely zero, and I mean zero mention, as far as I can tell, of Brian Kendrick. 
uh, like, oh, we were going to have him on and then uh, whatever, you know, he got hit with a snowball or something. No, nothing. Absolutely nothing. No mention whatsoever. So, and that was probably smart on AEW's part. And then the more I looked into it, um, yeah, there's some pretty controversial stuff that's uh, uh, some very contra- controversial points of view, if you will that Brian Kendrick was speaking about several years ago in different interviews. Um, and I had no idea about this. Like, I, I don't know why this had been kept hidden for like a decade or whatever it was. Um, how he even got a job in the E and was like hidden away in there for so long and had these points of views out there. I, it's, it's so weird how stuff, I'm not, trying to defend him is please it's not the, the, don't take this as that it's just you just wonder like how this stuff gets out who who does the digging to find this stuff but it's like oh well let's smear this guy and some of them deserve to be smeared but it's like where does this stuff come from it's just crazy but um but nonetheless He's not a part of the show. He said some very horrible things about the Holocaust or whatever it was. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of love for Brian Kendrick in the comments here. I mean that sarcastically. Um, so Wheeler Yuta has a match with John Moxley, and it, it just it just felt weird because it's like, wait, wait, why is he there? Okay, whatever. But it was an okay match. It was all right. Um, what's up, Jamie? Jamie says, I'm surprised they gave MJF and CM Punk over 30 minutes. Are you really? Are you really that surprised? Um, I'm not. Um, I honestly didn't think it was going to be like over 45 minutes worth of TV time, but, um, they, um, they did give it a great amount of time, which was great to see. Um, and I'm I'm not going to dive too deep into this stuff just because, uh, you know, it's the way my brain's been working lately. Um, oh, <laughs> street walking cheetah over on the the Twitch there. Um, for anyone who wants to go down the Brian Kendrick wormhole, and he he put some put some links in there. All right. For anyone that wants to do that, go ahead. I'm I'm gonna leave that one alone. <laughs> I heard enough yesterday, but yeah, it's yeah, well, and he apologized, which is fine, but the stuff he said was pretty horrible, so he's probably gonna be Pretty much blackballed himself, I'm guessing. You know, maybe he'll get some work somewhere. I don't know. But most places I imagine are gonna leave him alone. So uh but yeah, Mox versus Wheeler Yuta Mox wins. And then uh what people are gonna remember from this, obviously, uh Brian Danielson comes out as the crowd is celebrating behind Mox. And he's got a microphone, and Mox is like, you know, he's he's a little defensive. He's you know he's a little little feeling still feeling a little frisky, a little frisky, and uh, <laughs> and Mox doesn't say nothing. He just listens. He says, uh, to sum it up, he says, uh, we should be fighting together. It's like, he's, what is, it's, he, he said, what did he say? He says, I've never, he's like, I've wrestled Dean Ambrose before, but I've never wrestled John Moxley before. And I'm thinking, I guess you have. It was like 10 years ago. I saw it downtown, Meliwake. I was there. But, you know, it's okay. Nobody remembers that. They don't probably don't remember that with all the concussions they've had. But I still remember it. It was a great show. Uh, <laughs> Dragon Gate USA, for those of you who want to look it up. 
first time I uh, ever heard uh, Brian Danielson scream, I'm going to kick your effing head in. And then he did. And he did. Uh, <laughs> so he's trying to, I don't know, con Moxley into working with him. We've seen this kind of storyline before, but we haven't seen it. At least I haven't seen it in a long time. I don't remember it. But it's where, you know, someone's trying to team up with someone because you don't want to face them as a rival. And how Brian Danielson said all this stuff is like, well, you were the real champ when I saw you in AEW. You were great. You know, puts them over. Really puts them over. And then he, he talks about the tag division and how they could, you know, flip the tag division on its head. And then he talks about the U.S. title is being held by a guy that does a vlog. Knocking on Sammy's vlog, man. The nerve. It's rude. I love Sammy. <laughs> so, you know. And he, he holds out his hand, and Mox is looking around, kind of like, well, I don't know, what should I do? He's thinking about it. Brian Danielson's like, you know, it's, it's a lot to load on you right now. Why don't you think about it? Drops the mic, exits stage left. So I I don't know. I, I, uh, I, I never would have thought we'd get something like this. I, I'd always thought that eventually we'd see Brian Danielson wrestle Moxley again. And now that Brian Danielson obviously is in AEW, we're going to have that opportunity. And this is obviously setting that up. Well, I should never say obviously. You never know what's going to happen. I, I'm, uh, I'm dying to see Mox versus Danielson in 2022 sometime. But part of me also, because I love both these guys so much, they're two of my favorites, especially Mox. You guys know that. You've been watching me forever. What would an AEW look like if these two had, like, all the belts? Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be wild? I can kind of compare that to a scenario, uh, same but different, um, of back when, and this was a very unique special that they had on within the last year. Uh, the two dudes with attitudes. It was over on the WWE network when I had it. And I watched it a couple of times. It was just a lot of fun to watch. Uh, back when diesel was paired with, um, HBK and, uh, how those two ran roughshod all over, you know, WWF at the time. Diesel was champ. They became tag champs. And HBK had some title, intercontinental title, whatever. They had all the belts. And, um, or European belt, I forget. But, um. So that, that was a really fun documentary because, you know, I wasn't watching it back then. So it was really interesting to see. So that's kind of like the feeling I get when I watch this, you know? I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, Mox is Diesel and Danielson is HBK. I'm not saying that. It's just has a similar feel. It's, you know, I, I don't want to overthink this. But that's just the first thing that popped in my head when I saw all this happening. Streetwalking Sheeta says, <laughs> J-Bo, what the people really want to know is you want to see Wasp later this fall slash winter. They're opening a tour uh, here in Vegas. Fuck like a beast, baby. Yeah, I saw that. I'm very excited about that. They're coming to downtown Milwaukee. They're also coming to the Green Bay area. Of course, I would go see them downtown Milwaukee. Arbert Saints opening for them. That's pretty pretty wild. And they haven't played in the country in many, many years. Um, 40th anniversary. Crazy, eh? Crazy. 
We'll see. We'll see. They're coming here in November. A lot of time between now and then. Anyways, back to AEW. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I obviously want to see Mox wrestle Danielson. But I'm also very interested to see the conversation go back and forth between these two and see, you know, is, is Mox just going to go F you, let's fight. Or is he going to actually entertain this concept of them working together? Um, I don't, we'll have to wait and see. Um, I'm, I'm up for both. I just, man, 2022 is just wild. The fact that, uh, you know, Mox is back, he's healthy. He looks great. Um, and, and Brian Danielson is, I was really curious to see what Danielson was going to do next because he was off TV for a bit. So, yeah, I can't wait. Um, now, this next part, this just has my head scratching. Totally. Uh, not a fan of this next segment. Brandy Rhodes is out there getting just booed out the building. Completely booed out the building. And calls the town Cleveland? I mean, she just looks like a brainless twit out there. She really does. I mean, I don't know if she's just acting the part, but she is just off throughout this whole segment. Though there is absolutely no love for Brandy. And I and I'm assuming that's just because she's, you know, married to Cody. There was no Cody on the show. But then out comes Dan Lambert, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to go completely off the rails. Gets kind of controversial because he's very chauvinistic and very cutthroat, if you will. And uh, he brings out – now, th this is the most entertaining part of this, sadly. But he brings out Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Brandy Rhodes – says to Ethan Page hiding behind Dan Lambert, I don't know why you're laughing. The only reason why we hired you was to get the Josh Alexander. Oh, damn. <laughs> How, so how's that working out? <laughs> now, uh, I know some people probably are going to entertain that. I don't know if that's a hint of things to come. Uh, I have absolutely no doubt that Josh Alexander is going to stay in Impact Wrestling, and um, uh, he's not going to go anywhere. I know there was a little bit of news recently that he wasn't going to be a part of some kind of tapings. I don't know exactly why. I don't remember. <laughs> but I'm not going to... Um, I'm assuming it's going to be storyline based. So not going to overthink it. Um, oh, and I, I still like Ethan Page, but they've really done nothing of value with him, you know, and just his exit from impact wrestling was so messy and just embarrassing. Uh, really took a lot of my love for him away. Really did. Um, Anna says, I've been enjoying Lambert. He he is enjoying he is enjoyable to a to a degree. But um yeah, I just I but I couldn't stand him in impact wrestling. And I actually like him more here. I'm not sure why. I don't know what it is. But I don't like the fact that he was all over this show. And like so, so there's zero love for Brandy Rhodes already. Now there's Dan Lambert, and then he brings out Paige Van Zant. She's an MMA fighter. I don't really know anything else beyond that, but she's part of America's Top Team, Dan Lambert's team, his squad, his stable, if you will. And I just, I never looked at Brandy Rhodes as like a top tier women's wrestler. I know she's trying to get 
back to where she was before prior to being pregnant. And I'll give her all the due credit in the world for trying to get back out there and and wrestle again. And I think she's had some man, uh, matches on Dark or Elevation or whatever. That's fine. I've, I'm not going to criticize her for that. You know, I, I, I completely respect that. She was never one of my favorites. But I liked her because she was with Cody. And I, and I, I still love Cody Rhodes. Um, but do I want to see her wrestle Paige Van Zandt? Not really. I just, that doesn't entertain me. So I don't know if they're really going to go through with this, if this is going to be something that they're going to set up for revolution. Okay, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I, I'm really, that really just kind of took me out of the whole thing. Um, and, and the crowd just killed Brandy. And she and she was just she just looked lost in the whole thing. It, it just it looked like it just completely overwhelmed her. So do I think that they should do this? No. Give me just a second here. All right. Um, but anyways, next we've got the, now they advertised them as the Knights of the Black Throne, but they were saying the Kings of the Black Throne. Either way, uh, I like that they actually came up with a, a name for this, this Malachi Black, this new faction, this new team he's slowly building. Um, there's... Um, he's obviously with uh, Brody King now. Great addition to the roster. Big guy. And I've seen him wrestle a handful of times. I like him. I like him. Um, he's also getting some uh, work in New Japan lately. So he must have some kind of special contract with Tony or something, which is cool. It's cool. You know, more places you can work, the better. They face Pentagon Jr. and Pac. They beat him. Um. They missed Pac again. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> um, and this is so this is this has just been a very slow building thing for Malachi Black and his crew. And I I got a feeling we're gonna see more people join him, but it's gonna be a very slow build thing. I can see someone like Something changing. Julia Hart maybe joins him down the line because she got missed and she has a patch. Um, I can see um, Pac eventually joining him. He would be a perfect fit with Malachi Black. I really feel like they would. Because I never, like, I, I like Pac with Pentagon and Phoenix, but I never felt like it was like, that was like a draw. You know what I mean? Like separately, they're a draw, but together it just felt, I don't know. I'm not going to say it felt bad. It just, I just, I just always looked at them as individuals, you know? Um, so yeah, so Knights of the Black Throne or Kings of the Black Throne, whatever. Um, put that on a t-shirt, sell some merch. Speaking of merch, oh my God, I heard uh, Pro Wrestling Tees crashed last night because they launched the first official AEW uh, Danhausen shirt. Oh my God. <laughs> so he was on the show and he was even on the pre, I don't know if you ever watched the pre-show on YouTube with Dasha and um, I can't think of the guy's name. But anyways, he's the guy that always comes out with Penna, you know, Pentagon Jr. Um, but yeah, so Dan Housen was on there. And I like him. It's, it's kind of one of those things that's like, all right, this is this is gonna this is something new, something different. He's been around for a while. He has like a cult following, and now that cult following is obviously gonna follow him to AEW. 
Ooh, watch the merch fly. So apparently, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we're going to see some headlines soon saying Danhausen crashes TW or PWT's housing or something. I don't know. Get that merch. Uh, Adam Cole challenges uh, Evil Uno. They're going to face off soon. Nyla Rose versus Ruby Soho. That was fun. I love both of these ladies. Nyla Rose really crushes Ruby Soho. Uh, Ruby Soho got a nice pop. Lars uh, Fredrickson was out there. He's the guy that uh, graciously granted her to, uh, you know, gifted that Ruby Soho song to her. So, um, fun match. Nyla Rose won. I feel like I feel like both these ladies really needed a significant win, but Nyla Rose got the win, which is nice because she's still a core part of that women's roster, and Ruby's still uh, she's she's making her way. She's making her way. She's she's made some good statements, but um, yeah, <laughs> Hakeem Fullerton. Did we talk about that stuff regarding Brian Kendrick? Very briefly, very briefly. I didn't go into details about what he said and all that. The, the You can look that up on your own. I'm not going to dive into that. So, yeah. Um, what's next here? Tony Schiavone is out there with uh, Hangman Adam Page. We find out that we're going to get a Texas death match next week when AEW comes back to, I believe it's New York. I'm not sure. Somewhere on the East Coast. He's going to face Lance Archer, and then Lance Archer comes out there and just decimates Hangman Adam Page. This crowd barely blinked at Hangman Adam Page. I don't know. There's something going on here. Like it was, it, it felt so good to have Hangman Adam Page finally be champ. But ever since he became champ, it just, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Is it, is it just me or is, are other people feeling that it just doesn't feel, it just feels off. Something feels off about this. It doesn't feel. I'll tell you what it feels like. And this is not me hanging on. It's not me hating on Hangman and a page. He has become one of my favorites. I love him. He is absolutely, you know, a top tier guy. But there's so much other stuff happening on the show right now. You know, CM Punk is very popular. Brian Danielson is happening. Adam Cole, baby. Um, you know, Dan Housen is there now. Dan Housen is not wrestling, but he absolutely commands a presence. Oh, Atlantic City. Okay. That's still East Coast, I think. I don't know. Uh, thank you, Anna. Um, I don't know. It just feels like it's not important. And I I I feel bad for Hangman Adam Page. Like he's the champ. He comes out and that crowd used to just explode. And they just they just don't. Like Chicago, I mean they didn't boo him. But it was a barely a chirp until he like got in the ring and it was like this, you know, he raised his hands and then and then the crowd gave him a mild pop from it just it didn't i like audibly when i'm watching the tv audibly it just felt like they could give two shits and i don't know what's going on like let me know in the comments what you think about this it just feels weird but that's what we're getting next week i guess in atlantic city is a texas death match and that's kind of like out of nowhere like i thought they were going to build this to revolution but that's still like a month away isn't it practically a month away so you know they gotta do something 
get this out of the way and then I'm assuming they're going to build something else over the course of the next month. I heard someone say online that Adam Cole's going to get booked to face him at Revolution. Okay. That's kind of out of nowhere. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, oh, in New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Front Row Bill's been there a lot. Because that's, uh, I guess that's not too far away from where he's, where he calls home. All right. Um, yeah, let me know in the comments. Uh, you know, what, what are you feeling about this Adam Page thing? Am I the only one that just makes it feel, it just feels like it's it's like, you know, struggling to like get over or something on TV? I don't know what it is. It's weird. I, I'm still excited for the match, though. Don't get me wrong. Chris Jericho is scheduling a meeting next week because there are obviously problems with his crew. Um, I got a feeling his days with the crew are done. And uh, everyone's going to kind of just break free and the inner circle is going to be done, which is fine. It had a great run. They had some great rivalries, some great big stadium set matches, you know. Uh, a lot of goofy fun stuff. They even did like the, the war games type match with the two cages the uh, the blood and guts i think they called it you know because they can't call it war games obviously and um yeah it's it's been tremendous it was something that was built in uh the start of the you know the aw when they hit tv and that's how they ended the first episode was all of them standing tall and that was a lot of fun. And uh, it's it's time. It's time for everyone to go their separate ways and just, uh, you know, work on themselves. Hagar's barely around. Sammy's TV champ. Um, and Santana and Ortiz have been, like, barely around feels like and um so if, if they're gonna join someone else or if they're just gonna break free so be it I'm, I'm i'm down for it i know a lot of impact wrestling fans are just begging for santana and ortiz to come back home and reform the og lax or you know this day's version this modern day version of the lax what it was when they were in the impact of a few years ago so uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I, I, I've also noticed that Santana is starting to break out in the indies. He um, he showed up at the end of the last Terminus show or something. That's pretty rad. I'm down for that. He apparently is also going to show up in the next Warrior Wrestling show that's happening in Chicago. That'll be fun. I don't know who he's facing, but it looks like a pretty loaded card on uh, and on to the main event oh my god cm plunge <laughs> we got to see the pepsi plunge i don't you know what i mean i've watched cm punk for a long time i don't think i've ever seen the pepsi plunge and i've seen a lot of his like ring of honor stuff i don't remember ever seeing that and then obviously that you know he couldn't use that in the WWE because that was basically another version of Triple H's finisher. So we got to see the Pepsi plunge. They told a tremendous story, a lot of limb work. You know me. I love a good in-ring story, working the limb. That's good old school wrestling feeling. Um And, um, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Anna says, uh, Ben Moore with Kingston. Um, you're talking about uh, Santana and Ortiz. Yeah, they have been. Yeah, they're getting uh, that connection there. Obviously, Kingston's injured right now. So when he comes back, 
in fact, he might come back next week if he's up for it. And then, you know, those he'll Kingston will form his own thing and it'll be Kingston versus Eddie Kingston versus Chris Jericho. So that's where that's going. Thank you for reminding me of that. Anna. Uh, <laughs> um, God, my brain. Um, but yeah, this, this was a, a really fun match. Kind of crazy that CM Punk lost twice in the same match. Um, Pepsi, Anna says Pepsi Twist. Is it the Pepsi Twist? I thought it was the Pepsi Plunge. Ah, whatever. Um, <laughs> the Pepsi Challenge. No. <laughs> Have a Pepsi and a smile. Oh, wait, wrong thing. Anyways. A lot of fun. Punk sold the hell out of everything that MJF threw at him. MJF also got his ass beat. Uh, Wardlow helped in the end, handed him the ring, took him out with the ring, rolled him up, or uh, just covered him. Excuse me. Ref didn't see it. And uh, MJF beat... CM Punk in Chicago. This is MJF's biggest victory ever, say, you know. I mean, opinions whether you love CM Punk or not, this is this is still in, in my professional podcasting opinion. MJF's biggest win. And I I know I'm not going to be the only person that says that in in the next week coming days whatever. Um uh, do I think this is over between the two? Absolutely not. I think they'll face each other again. This is also um, it's also going to have to do with Wardlow's exiting away from MJF eventually. He is absolutely going to be a um, Oh, <laughs> Ness T was plunged. That's it. Yeah. I, I, I don't think CM Punk is a Ness T guy. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> I could have swore it was the Pepsi plunge. Anyways. Um, your brain hears stuff differently. I don't know. Just It just rolled off the tongue. Whatever. Um. Wardlow is absolutely going to be a breakout star in 2022. They just have to keep telling that story. Um, it's just very interesting if you look at Wardlow's face and how he acted afterwards. Um, and just how this is going to affect the relationship between MJF and himself you know, is Wardlow eventually going to get the cojones to be like, yeah, but you couldn't beat him without my help. Is that going to be a factor here eventually? I think it will, you know, and that'll be a, a whole, you know, thing that adds to the tension between Wardlow and MJF. Like, you know, he's like, yeah, you, you, you've beaten all these people, but you couldn't beat them without me. And that damn ring. <laughs> um, oh, Guillermo, what's up? Since I was there last night, it was amazing. The crowd went dead ass silent. Ha, got him. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. The crowd was weird at some points, you know, but that's Chicago. Chicago's always known for being very vocal, controversial. They're, they're, a, they're a charismatic audience in themselves, you know, this, the Midwest is like that. Different than everyone else. Um, so, yeah, it was a fun show, but some stuff certainly felt off, like the whole Brandy thing. 
Um, this this is a very this whole like first like quarter to a half a year in 2022 is going to be very interesting to see what gets the spotlight in AEW. Um, lots of new stars, lots of new faces. You're going to see some of the old guard quietly go away. It's already starting. You're going to see Joey Janela fade away. You're going to see Marco Stunt fade away. Uh, you're going to see others quietly, you know, contracts just being not continued. You know, you're, I don't think you're going to see a mass firing, but you are going to see some of these people break out into the indies or go somewhere else, bigger, better, whatever. Um, but that's, and that's just how wrestling is. That's every, that's everywhere. That's wrestling evolves all the time. Each season brings new faces, new, new rivalries, new stages for stars to build on. That's just how it goes, you know, love it or hate it. It's just the way it is. And, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm here for it just because, uh, it's still a fun, refreshing brand to watch. Do I love all of it? No. Like, I was critical of some of the things. I've, I've talked about that, you know? But overall, it's still very entertaining to me, and I'm here for it. Um, I can't, you know, it, it does part of me sometimes want to go watch uh, you know, WWE again. Yeah. Especially like this, this time of year, this they're on the road to WrestleMania. I'm an old wrestling fan. It's one of the most entertaining times of the year to be a WWE fan. But right now, no, I did not hear one positive thing about that Royal rumble that happened over the weekend. It's sad. It's absolutely sad. Uh, they are not building new stars. They had the perfect opportunity to build new stars. And they absolutely did not do that. They brought back old faces, old stars, and are trying to put that in front of the fans saying, here, this is what you have. This is what we you have to cheer. It'll be very interesting to see what happens over the next quarter to see if fans stick around for that or not. But like the sign said in most of the show from last night, just enjoy wrestling, you know? Love what you love, you know? Love what you love. That's why I talk about what I do on here. Most of it's Impact AEW related. Um, but I'm certainly, you know, open to watching other things like watched some of that GCW show from a couple weekends ago. That was fun. Uh, I watched about half of it. And the, the first half I felt like was like the best half. Second half from what I heard was okay, but nothing to like jump up and down about. So glad they had the opportunity to do that. We'll see if they build on it. So uh, that's certainly a lot of eyes on GCW lately. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Just coming up on an hour, folks. Make sure you come back for TNI tonight. We're gonna have Sam Beal on the show. Can't wait to talk to him. Um, talk about his time in Impact Wrestling, and uh, and just uh, just to get get to know him a little better. Um, you know, give him a chance to get in front of our audience over on TNI, which is such an amazing audience. So, um, so yeah, make sure you come back for that tonight. And um, on your way out, don't forget to smash that like button, smash that sub button, ring that bell for notifications. Why? So that you know when more of my content hits your screen. Make sure you check out the links in the description. Help spread the word about Smash This Podcast. Folks, we are still around. We are still around. We are not dead yet. <laughs> it's been a rough start to uh, 2022, but we are still here. 
Uh, new merch in the merch shop. Talked about that earlier. The fanny packs are in, folks. Go get yourself some Smashes podcast or TNI. Uh, new merchandise, new organic sweatshirts. That just sounds like it feels amazing. It's that time of year. Stay warm, folks. Stay safe. Much love. And we'll see you down the road. Come back later tonight. See you then.